This is the Careers in Review podcast. We'll show you how to navigate the job market and career space like a pro. Starting now, here is your host, Ediana Rosen. Here are three career lessons I wish I could tell my anxious 22-year-old self. Yes, I've said it on the podcast. I've shared this information before in my other social media platforms, but I do have crippling anxiety, just so you know. If you can resonate with that, please let me know. You can come and DM me on Instagram or on TikTok or on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you can find me under my name is Ediana Rosen or all my other social media platforms under Careers in Review. I would love to hear from you because... All the anxious girlies or anybody else out there that can resonate with that, I would love to connect with you. It's definitely a fighting battle. I still battle with anxiety, but I think as we get older, we tend to learn how to navigate that a little bit better because I think we learn how to cope. We learn what are the resources that are available to us. When I was 22 years old, I was just getting out of college and getting my very first full-time job. And oh boy, was I really in over my head. I had just been in the country for a few years, still learning English, still learning the process and everything in corporate America. And I was overthinking everything. And although I'm still overthinking every little thing that I do, every thought, every email, every post, every podcast (laughs) that I record, I think that back then it was just such a headache to make any decision at all because I didn't think that I didn't have enough experience, that I wasn't good enough, that I was not valuable enough. And although I still have a lot of those imposter syndrome thoughts, they're definitely at a different level. So isn't it just easier to think that it would be so much better to live life backwards? Like if I just knew then what I know now, I feel like my 22-year-old life would have been so much simpler and so much more enjoyable. And the more I also think about it, how I wasted such precious time. And I try my best not to dwell on those things because there's really nothing I can do to change that. And I am trying my best to cope with the idea that it's best to concentrate on the things that you can control and the past is the past. But that's something that I keep telling myself. It's like, you don't know that the good times are the good times until they're in the past. So since I can tell my old 22-year-old self how to cope with these things because I had crippling anxiety, still do. I want to share with any other 22-year-old or any younger person that's out there and potentially even older than me that might not have learned these lessons yet because sometimes age is just a number and depending on the experiences that you go through life in your career, you get to experience things at different stages in your life. The number one thing that I wish I could tell myself is that life outside the cubicle matters. Life outside the cubicle matters. Although I'm telling this to my 22-year-old self, that went on and on for years. And I think that's still creeping in a little bit because I am a almost recovering workaholic. Like I still have very, very bad tendencies of that. If it were up to me, I would work 24-7. Like I love working. I love being productive. I love doing things. I love being busy. And so this was toxic, (laughs) especially before I had a family, I think because I had a lot more time in my hands and I didn't have other priorities or competing priorities. I just felt as though it was okay to spend all of my time, aka free time, just working specifically for someone else, which is just like 
hashtag heck no. But this is a hard pill to swallow, right? And essentially, I was forced to learn back in 2020. That's when I lost my job, essentially, that I no longer had the title to define who I was as a person. And that was really hard to understand. That was really hard to grasp. That was really hard to come to terms with. And although I was already a mom by 2020, I had compartmentalized like those aspects of my life. Like, of course, at this point, I'm a mom. At this point, I'm this professional who really just put a lot of emphasis on who I was because of my title and the accomplishments that I have made. But then, bam, reality just hits me right in the face in the most aggressive way that I could have imagined. And then followed that with 18 months of unemployment. That was really humbling for me. To then understand that what matters in life the most is the time that you get to spend with your loved ones, the memories that you get to make with them. And of course, work is still important because otherwise, if you don't work, you don't get to finance the memories that you want to make with your loved ones. But it's very important not to feel resentful for the fact that you are spending time with other people as opposed to spending that time at work. And I've felt that way sometimes. I'm being very vulnerable here right now. Sometimes I've spending time with people that I want to spend time with. And I feel guilty as I'm doing it because I'm like, I should be productive right now. I should be working on something. I should be doing X, Y, Z. And that is just sad because my anxiety is just telling me I was given the opportunity to be in this country. My parents have sacrificed so much. I should be making something of myself. That is a mentality I was telling myself, specifically when I was around my early 20s. So the number one lesson that I wish I could go back and tell myself is, Life outside the cubicle matters. Lesson number two that I really wish I could tell myself when I was 22 years old, just crawling myself out of that anxious little body, is that failure is the first draft of success. You know, making mistakes, I'm sure is the fear of many. That's a human experience to not want to make mistakes. And that's good. That's good to want to be good. That's good to do things the right way the first time around. But in reality, it's okay to make mistakes because that's how we learn. It's good to embrace it because then you realize that that's not a way to do it. Now you've learned a lesson from that experience. And to learn how to be okay with not your finest moments, to be okay with not the best version of yourself. But what's important is what are you learning from that situation? How are you going to implement new actions? So that that doesn't happen again, especially if you harm somebody in the process, because that was not your intention, or at least I hope it was not. But my motto with this is, fail often, fail fast, learn from it, and move on. And the reason I think why I've had such a hard time with this is because I think everybody's just so afraid of failure, right? But I'm very afraid of success as well. And that is a toxic combination because sometimes you just feel like you're in this area of analysis paralysis, like you can't move forward or backward because if I move backward, I'm living in the past. And so I can be successful because I'm not taking any steps forward. But if I move forward and then I make a mistake, then it was all for nothing. But in reality, it is not for nothing because now you know what doesn't work. So now you can move on to the next thing. But the important thing is not to give up. At the end of the day, those mistakes as I've made them in life and I've made 
plenty of them in all aspects of my life. I've made mistakes as a wife. I've made mistakes as a mother. I've made mistakes as a daughter. I've made mistakes as a sister, as a friend, as a worker. Like as a worker is one of the ones that I feel like all of us can really resonate with. Like we have all made mistakes at work. And that's the one that really stinks, right? Because there's somebody evaluating you for that. Like I certainly hope that there's nobody evaluating you for how to be a daughter, a wife, a mother, a sister, a friend, right? But at work, there's an evaluation process that goes in. And I think that's the reason why we're so hard on ourselves when it comes to work and how we show up to work and how we make mistakes at work. But I think that having a support system that allows you to make mistakes in a way in which is a safe environment with guardrails so that you can pick yourself back up and you don't feel self-conscious about it. They don't make you feel like you're an idiot for making mistakes. I think being in an environment like that is what's going to make you learn. It's what's going to make you feel safe by asking questions so that you don't make as many mistakes. That's the environment that you should strive to be in. And with that, I think embracing that is going to make us learn that mistakes are our best teachers at the end of the day. And that takes us into lesson number three that I really wish I could tell my 22-year-old anxious self. Feedback is a gift, not a weapon. Dang. That gives me goosebumps because as a recovering people pleaser, I always was seeking feedback from everybody, approval from everybody. Is this okay? Are you okay with this? Do you think I should do this? You think I should do that? It was just excessive and not cute. Like sometimes when you overdo it, it's just not a good look. Like you do not look confident. You do not feel confident. People do not see you as a competent person because you're always looking for that external approval. But in reality, when I learned to understand that feedback is just a gift, you can accept it or you can say, that's a nice gesture, but no, thank you. But most importantly is understanding where is the feedback coming from? Does it have good foundations? Does it have good intentions? Is it coming from the right person? What I think about feedback is if it's not coming from somebody whom you would take advice from, I most likely will just put it in the back of my mind, put a pin on it and say, mm, yeah, I think that feedback is coming with a return receipt. <laughs> Return to sender, please. And so when you are looking for feedback in a way of accepting yourself or because of external validation, that's definitely a recipe for disaster. And so you have to be very careful who you're taking feedback from and why you're taking feedback from that person. Don't get me wrong. Feedback is one of the best gifts that you can have for yourself because it's essentially what's going to make you or help you be better, right? The reason why I'm always looking for positive and constructive feedback from the right people at the right moments is because I do want to do better. And sometimes, as I've always said, it's really hard to see the labels from inside the jar. So I genuinely look for feedback from people whom I believe have good intentions, whom I believe will have good feedback for me and whom I know I can take actions and will have good feedback to give me in the sense of like, they will give me actionable things to do as opposed to just criticize the things that I've done. They will say, hey, I think you've done XYZ really well, but here are some things that I believe that you could improve on, or I would love to see you do this over that. People who are essentially going to be very considerate over the way in which they're going to be telling you the feedback or delivering that feedback. So if the feedback is well intended, I think it could be a great gift for you at the right moment. 
But I think that you have to essentially take that with a grain of salt, depending on who's coming from. Always. So if you are an anxious 22-something or 30-whatever-something years old and you're looking for that type of advice that can be very applicable for your life and career, this is the episode for you because let me tell you, adulting is hard, y'all. Like even just recording this episode, like I have this big tension in my shoulders just talking about it because we just don't know what we don't know, right? And it's hard because sometimes we think that we're the only ones going through these things. Right now, I don't know how many of you are listening, but you might be listening to this and thinking, wow, like I resonate with this a ton. Or some of you might be saying, I cannot relate to this at all. Like I have no idea what she's talking about. And if that's you, that's okay too. If you don't resonate, but there's something else that you think I could benefit from, let me know. I would love to connect with you. Please come over on social media, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram. I would love to chat with you. That's one of my favorite parts of being on social and just sharing all of my experiences with you. I hope to see you on the next one very soon. And I cannot believe that we are charting on the top charts. It's been quite a journey to be here on this podcast. And I know that we just started like seven months ago or so. Many times I've wanted to give up, to be honest. I just have a lot going on in my life, you know, with work and the girls and the family and everything else. But doing this podcast is just such a great way to put information out there to answer all of the questions that I get in a much more sustainable way as opposed to answering one-on-one. And it's been such an amazing pleasure to just be able to connect with you in the way in which I do. And the ratings have been such a pleasure to read and such an inspiration to continue to show up every single week. And now we are charting top 100 career podcasts on Canada, the US, and the Philippines. So let's continue to make sure that those charts are continued to be on the top. And let's make sure that we're now in the top 10 instead of the top 100. So that's the next goal for us here before the end of the year. So the way that we can do that is by continuing to share the the show, giving a review, leaving that rating there because that's so important. I so much appreciate you and I hope to see you back here next week. From effective networking to landing job offers, this is the podcast for action takers ready to be the best they can be without any fear. This is the Careers in Review podcast. Make sure to never miss an episode of Careers in Review. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter. You will receive exclusive information about upcoming shows, transcripts, and information about our guests. For all resources mentioned, show notes, transcriptions, and more details regarding topics discussed in today's show, please visit the Careers in Review website, www.careersinreview.com slash podcast. You can also follow Careers in Review on all socials for more exclusive video content. Thank you for listening.